0: WCBN FM and the Regents of the University of Michigan would like to remind you that ethnic diversity keeps America strong. If we celebrate what makes us different from each other, then we can really appreciate what we have in common. That sounds like a plan. It's 6.30. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Arwo filling in for Mike Perini, and I've got some guests from food gatherers. They will be speaking with us shortly, but first we'd like to give you a word from Mr. Pete Seeger.
1: Thompson calls the waiter, orders steak and baked potato. He leaves the bone and gristle and he never eats the skin. The busboy comes and takes it with a cough, contaminates it, puts it in a can with coffee grounds and sardine tins. And the truck comes by on Friday and carts it all away. A thousand trucks just like it are converging on the bay. Oh, garbage, garbage. We're filling up the seas with garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. What will we do when there's no place left to put all the garbage? Garbage, 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 garbage. Mr. Thompson starts his Cadillac, winds it down the throughway track, leaving friends and neighbors in a hydrocarbon haze. He's joined by lots of smaller cars, all sending gases to the stars, there to form a seething cloud that hangs for thirty days. And the sun licks down into it with an ultraviolet tongue, turns it into smog, and then it settles in our lungs. Oh, garbage garbage. garbage, 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 garbage. We're filling up the sky with garbage. garbage. What will we do when there's nothing left to breathe but garbage? garbage? Garbage, 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 garbage. Getting home and taking off his shoes, he settles with the evening news while the kids do homework with the TV in one ear. While Superman for the thousandth time sells talking dolls and conquers crime, dutifully they learn the date of birth of Paul Revere. Papers, there's a piece about the mayor's middle name He gets it read in time to watch the all-star bingo game Oh, garbage, 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 garbage. We're filling up our minds with garbage. Garbage garbage, 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 garbage What will we do when there's nothing left to read And there's nothing left to need There's nothing left to watch there's nothing left to touch, there's nothing left to walk upon, and nothing left to talk upon, nothing left to see, and nothing left to be but factory They're making plastic Christmas trees complete with silver tinsel and a geodesic stand. The plastic's mixed in giant vats from some conglomeration that's been piped from deep within the earth or strip mine from the land. And if you ask them questions, they say, why don't you see? It's absolutely needed for the economy. Oh, God. stocks and their bonds all garbage garbage what will they do when their system goes to smash there's no value to their cash there's no money to be made but there's a world to be repaid their kids will read into history books about financiers and other crooks and feudalism and slavery and nukes and all their navery to history's dustbin they're consigned along with many other kinds of garbage garbage
0: Thank you, Pete Seeger. Good evening. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. My name is R. Wolf. R. Wolf, I'm filling in for Mike Perini. And with me this evening are Susan Bellinson, who's manager of annual giving at Food Gatherers, and Veronica Roberts, who oversees the Summer Food Service Program. Good evening, ladies.
2: Good evening. Good evening.
0: Let's see. Uh, shall I give a little explanation of what you're about, and then we'll talk? Yeah, thank Very you. Very good. Okay. Uh, what it says here, and this is what was, uh, what was sent along to me by Mike when he asked me to cover this program tonight. This is uh, It says, Summer Food Service Program feeds Washtenaw County kids. Food gatherers helps address the challenge of summer hunger. When the school year ends, many children are left food insecure. For close to 10,000 Washtenaw County children, summer spells hunger. Because throughout the school year, free and reduced-price meals are offered to low-income students through the national school lunch or school breakfast programs. But with school out for the summer, hunger can take center stage. To bridge the summer meal gap, Food Gatherers hosts the Summer Food Service Program, the SFSP, providing nutritious meals when free school meals aren't an option. This year's program is slated for June 19th through August 25th at 29 sites throughout the county. And you can visit foodgatherers.org slash summerfood, one word, for a full and up-to-date list of Washtenaw County locations serving free meals this summer. So, now that I've spilled the beans on this topic, let's talk about it. Um, for one thing, you noted that the uh, printout I had said there were 32 sites, and it's down. you're down to 29. I don't know if that's—is that worth elaborating on, or is that just— uh, a tweak? Are you just adjusting to what's possible?
3: A little bit of that, adjusting, and also the environment's changed. When uh, at certain sites, depends on volunteers, mm-hmm. and also uh, the management's that's there, and if there is a true need for it there.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, can you tell me about how this program got started? or yeah, anything I, else you want to tell us about this program in particular, and then we can talk about food gatherers specifically.
2: Yeah. The program, I think, has been run since 2009 for food gatherers, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's a a federally, federally uh... created program and it was created in the nineteen sixties uh... to help address the issue of summer hunger among students and uh... so the program is partially funded by the usda and also the michigan department of education uh, and then we have to find additional funding to cover our expenses
0: why of course yes now Naturally, we're all thinking right away in the back of our minds. Every day, we see social programs being uh, slashed or eliminated mm-hmm. by some uh, some people who appear to be an intent upon causing uh, uh, increasing suffering in the world. That's the only way to uh, to explain it. Uh, it's some sort of a possessing entity that's making them want to cause pain. I guess. I mean, it's. I, I hate to be biased here, but uh, maybe maybe you have another perspective. But that. Uh, Maybe a more temperate perspective mm-hmm. um, certainly there's there's the idea is to take as much uh, a, a, as much of the resources as possible and give them to people who already have more resu- resources than they know what to do with um, we don't we don't need to elaborate on that that's pretty obvious, but why don't you talk about um, for the summer summer food services program how does this uh, how does this function how does this operate
3: mm-hmm. Okay. So, we get programs that uh reach out to us sites uh that want to volunteer and set up to serve children
0: a site like a church or it could be
3: a church it could be a residential uh community center community or... center mm-hmm. um even a school would if mm-hmm. uh, they have summer camp going on summer school yeah. uh food gathers is one of the largest sponsors in it uh, in Washington county mm. uh so when we're looking for sites, and we actually look for sites also, when we're looking at the census data for the, that's provided to us for the USDA, we look for the, um, they have a like a track system that shows the poverty lines and different things like that. So we'll look for areas that, we, that we're not at, and we try to be at those areas and reach out to those centers that we think that could help those children in those areas.
0: So you're actually looking... I, I I dislike the word demographic because it gets abused so much. It gets mm-hmm. used to actually cause more suffering mm-hmm. sometimes. But you are using you are using that kind of data to actually look. Yes. What did you say? Poverty lines. Mm-hmm. You actually you're actually looking at the uh, economic terrain, as it were. Yes. Wow, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yep. Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy that you're doing this, and it is it has it been successful over.
3: Yes. Now, some of the programs the that we have here have been with us for a while, which is awesome. The mm-hmm. uh, The loyalty of the program, the loyalty of the children, making sure that the children eat is awesome. I can give you a um, an example of a site that we just signed on that we look for, and it was Pine Lake uh, Cooperative that's in Ann Arbor on Maple mm-hmm. uh, down the street from Kroger's. Okay. Okay. Um, We are looking to do some great things at this site. I'm very excited about it. They're very excited about it. Uh, We want to plan some good things for them, like a family night uh, to bring families out to celebrate the summer food program, to let them know what's going on. Uh, They're going door-to-door as we speak right now, Mm. letting parents know that they're there and that they're here. So it's growing. It's starting out kind of small, but we know it's going to be big.
0: So it's a You're you're bringing a lot of positive energy into the community, Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of hard work to do that. Um, Is this this what you do full time? You yourself?
3: It's seasonal. No, and we have two uh, U of M interns that come in. Oh, great. Okay. That help us out. Public health interns. Wonderful. They come in and they help us for the season. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, Well, that's terrific. Um, I'm glad that we we got on here to talk about this tonight, and I want to I want want you to think now while while we talk about food gatherers in general for people who maybe need their memory refreshed or haven't uh, don't know enough about food gatherers. Um, I I would like you to think about more things to tell us, any stories or any anything that you want to you want to tell us more about this program, or you could now if something comes to mind, go for it. <laughs>
3: Well, the one thing that comes to mind, I've been dealing with the summer food program since, it's 2008. So about 2014 is when I really started getting into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a food service director at a school district, and someone from the United Way reached out to me and said, hey, why don't you make this school a, a summer food site? Um, didn't really know much about it until that happened and didn't realize the impact that this program has on children in the summer Uh, it didn't really uh, hit me until we were at an interview with one of the sites and one of the adults that were there uh, just kind of silenced the room and she said have you ever been hungry that's how she started out Mm. her interview Mm. and um, and she said really truly hungry she said when she was a child Um, she didn't like summer coming around because she knew her family was going to be hungry. So they didn't look forward to it because they did the free and reduced application lunches for the children. And at this time, back in the day, they didn't have a summer food program. So she was just loving it because at that time, during the summer, they were – a sad bunch because they, food was not available in their home. Not a lot of it, I should say, anyway. So That's, that's an inversion, that isn't it? just hit me like a bolt of lightning that this program is extremely powerful.
0: It's inverted because summer is a time of abundance, right?
3: Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to be so, out playing so what's going and having on? fun, and I,
0: and food. I mean, there's food. a lot of food being produced. Mm-hmm. Was it all just getting shipped away, or just or just put into pricey markets, right, where, yeah. where people can't afford it? So, what's going on there?
3: Well, that's why we're here. And that's yeah. why you're there. <laughs> so,
0: so what's the what's your involvement um, with uh, with food gatherers? I, I take it. Uh, Susan, you've been with this organization for a good long while. Uh,
2: 18 months. I'm a relative new, relative newcomer. You are. Uh, yeah. I've been involved with food gatherers for many years, however. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, when I had the opportunity to join the staff uh, 18 months ago, I was very happy to do that. And, and I've never looked back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, tell us part of what you do.
2: I do a lot of different things. As you mentioned earlier, I'm the manager of annual giving. I do a lot of fundraising and Mm -hmm. communications, basically, special events. Um, Those are my main buckets.
0: And this is an organization that was originally formed by some women who... Worked for a a very successful local mm-hmm. food enterprise, yeah. and mm-hmm. decided that they were just seeing way too much waste happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So conspicuous it, it, waste.
2: Yeah. So, uh, Food Gatherers was founded in 1988 uh, by a group of employees from Zingerman's. Right. Uh, it was just before Thanksgiving that year, and they were aware that there was a lot of food out there that was just about to be thrown out. It wouldn't get used during the holidays. And so they borrowed a refrigerated truck from what was then the movable feast restaurant, Pat Pooley's truck. And uh, they went around and they picked up just a, you know maybe 50 pounds of food and immediately redistributed it uh, to people who needed it. And food gatherers was born. So we still enjoy a great relationship with Zingerman's, although we are an independent 501c3 not-for-profit organization now. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Good. And uh, I take it you you work with other uh, very busy uh, purveyors of food, other restaurants, other markets. We do.
2: Yeah, uh... yeah. we, um, We are the first food rescue organization in Michigan, and one of the first six food rescue organizations in the United States, so we um, we rescue food from close to two hundred different locations, whether it's grocery stores those are our biggest um uh, the biggest places we rescue food from, but also school dorms, maybe churches and different organizations mm-hmm. um we rescue tons of food every year, and we redistribute about 3 million pounds of rescued food every year. So um, food gatherers, uh, we actually distribute 6.4 million pounds of food every year, and 3 million of it is rescued food.
0: And there's probably a, uh, some pretty s- stringent rules about how this is conducted.
2: Oh, most certainly there are. And yeah. we're very fastidious mm-hmm. in fo- in following those guidelines. You know, I was thinking about the Pete Seeger uh, tune that you, you played earlier. It's said that 40% of the food we produce in the U.S. is thrown away. And Mm -hmm. yet there are one in seven of our neighbors who are food insecure. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. And so there's plenty of food to feed everybody. And so um, by rescuing food, food gatherers is, is helping to keep that food out of the landfill.
0: I'm so happy that you've explained that to us tonight. And, and that you both come down here this evening to talk about this, I'm going to um, I'm going to play something that Mike Perini wanted wanted us to hear, and then we'll come back in and talk some more about about your organization. Um, I guess I'll just play it and then I'll I'll give you the uh, the little homily from Mike <laughs> Ken Nordine, Mr. Word Jazz himself.
4: Have you ever been hungry in the middle of the night? That happens to me sometimes. And then I go raid the icebox. For example, the other night I did that. We had some leftover Welsh rarebit. I found that and a couple of crackers and a piece of celery and an olive, and I sat down in the middle of the night. I was very, very hungry. It tasted so good. You have no idea what, what it means sometimes in the middle of the night when you're hungry like this. Now you have a little something to tide you over till breakfast. Mm. I just, it's one of my bad habits actually, but I, should, I shouldn't be up like this. But I get so hungry. silly to say this, but I look at a little olive like this. Mm. And it tastes wonderful. This has got a seed in it, but I like them pitted too. I don't have to worry about the stone. Mm. I swear I do this practically every night of the week. Oh, not every night, but but yeah. I keep worrying that I'm gonna get fat. <laughs> so mm. That's a good salary. Bottom in. <laughs> I think I'll eat the leaves. <laughs> Why not? Well, I guess I made my plate clean. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, I'll put this in the sink. Maybe I better wash it up. Uh, I just leave it there. Sleep. Mm. I sure can get hungry at night.
0: (sighs) That's Ken Nordine with the Fred Katz Group in the nineteen fifties, Word Jazz. Mike Perini says, hey, we can all relate to being hungry in the middle of the night, and many of us are lucky to be able to solve it right away by raiding the fridge. This is just an everyday situation for the rascal we just heard on the record. But if there was nothing to be done about that hunger, and if it was happening to a child, what would that be like? That's an everyday situation for a lot of people. With me are Laronica Roberts, who oversees the Summer Food Service Program, and Susan Bellinson, Manager of Annual Giving at Food Gatherers. We're back. What more can you tell us about the humanitarian efforts that you're both part of?
2: Oh there's lots <laughs> food, <laughs> food gatherers is just an amazing organization. Since Absolutely. I joined them eighteen months ago i I continue to to just feel fabulous about what what we're doing. <laughs> Our basic mission is to alleviate hunger and eliminate its causes in Washtenaw County. And so we, we're basically a, a dis, we redistribute food. To we, did, we distribute 6.4 million pounds of food every year to 150 not-for-profit agencies throughout the county who have either a meal program or a food pantry. And so it's those 150 organizations that provide the food to, to the people who need it. And... In addition to that wonderful network, we also um, own the community kitchen that's in the Delonis Homeless Center in downtown Ann Arbor. And and from that kitchen, we serve 100,000 plates of food every year.
0: Do you really? Yeah.
2: Uh, wow. And it, that is is, is a, a fabulous place. Anybody who is in need of food can come in off the street and get a meal. So we're very, very proud of that program. And then we have some other direct service programs that we do. Out of the community kitchen, I should also mention, we have something called the job training program. So Mm. each year, we take a group of at-risk youth. They're usually 16 to 20 years old. And they undergo uh, seven weeks of training or nine weeks of training, excuse me. The first two weeks, they're at Ozone House. And they learn about how to write a resume, how to interview for a job, how to create and maintain a personal budget and then the remaining seven weeks they're at our community kitchen and they learn about working in a professional kitchen and at, at graduation after graduation about six six months after graduation more than 90 percent of these at risk kids have either returned to school or they found a job or both and to date, we have about 167 graduates, so we're very proud of that program. And then, you know, we've talked a lot about summer food this, uh, this evening. Um, during the school year, we have a program called the Healthy School Pantry Program. And this is a monthly distribution of boxes of fresh produce at area schools where most of the the kids come from low-income families. Mm -hmm. So we're putting healthy food into the hands of families. What's really exciting to me is that I mentioned earlier we we distribute 6.4 million pounds of food every year, and more than 60% 60 of that, let's say 60% of that, is fresh produce and proteins. Mm. So we're not only feeding people, but we're also providing healthy food.
0: You're nourishing them.
2: We're nourishing them, We're educating yes, them. <laughs> yeah,
0: and educating them,
2: yeah. And then we have some other programs as well that we do. Um, we just studied a program last call. It's called the 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 produce conversion program so sometimes uh you know people will go to a food pantry and they'll see a beet or a winter squash they don't know what to do with it they may not have a knife to cut it with and and so those foods are less likely to be chosen by people who need to eat healthy food so we um have a program this healthy excuse me produce conversion program and we take those forty pound Hubbard squash or the beets or even carrots and our volunteers, as some of our seven thousand volunteers will peel them, dice them, bag them in two pound plastic bags, put a label on the front to say how they should be cooked, simply. And then we distribute those to the food pantries. And and um it's a new program but uh early indications are that those prepared foods are some of the first to be chosen in the food pantries because people really want
3: healthy foods.
0: This is great work, and may it continue.
3: And we try to send those out to senior citizens also, too, that may not have the proper equipment at home mm-hmm. to chop up a vegetable mm-hmm. or fruit. So it's already done for them. It's more enticing to eat.
0: This is such a treat for me to have you down here this evening. We're almost out of time. I'm going to play an hour of uh, music, uh, old records from the 1930s by Fats Waller. When nice. We're done talking. It's a, a different kind of nourishment for people. <laughs> um, we've been speaking with Laronica Roberts, who oversees the Summer Food Service Program, and Susan Bellinson, manager of annual giving at Food Gatherers. Um, again, you can visit foodgatherers.org slash summer food for a full and up-to-date list of locations in Washtenaw County that are serving free meals this summer. Yes. And Monica's got a lot to do with coordinating that, right? Absolutely. And then the, uh, the general um, online address for food gatherers is simply www.foodgatherers.org, correct?
2: That's correct.
0: Yeah, and I've personally encourage uh, everyone to stop and think about what is happening here and how inspiring this work is and how how grateful we should all be to uh, to you for doing what you do but also i think we should all be getting uh, we should play a little more of of an active role as you do Um, if everybody did just a, a a little bit it would add up very quickly.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Thank you yeah. for your kind words. Thank you, I
0: Thank you. <laughs> Namaste, ladies. Namaste. <laughs> all right. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Uh, 88.3 is the frequency. We're the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement <laughs> in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, Student run radio at the University of Michigan. It's all about the educational mission. We dare you to use more than 12% of your brain, <laughs> think for yourself. And, uh, and don't conform too much. Don't go in too much for conventional uh, troughs of thought. Because if you stay in a groove too long, it's a rut. And that's why I want to play some Fats Waller for you right now. Here is a, a piano solo. The pianist is Thomas Fats Waller. This is the viper's drag. And it's not about a, a reptile either. <laughs>